Marco. From mysterious blue stones who claim the heads of their bearers, to an ancient tomb who shall bring death, destruction, and misery to all who disturb it, this world is not short for deadly objects. Welcome fellow travelers to the Gaia Sanctorum. This is the Order of the Midnight Roller Podcast. We are your guides, Jameson and Scully, and join us today as we dangerously dig through time to discover cursed objects. Welcome, fellow travelers. This week, we are going to be talking about cursed items. So, Jameson, here's a question for you. Have mm-hmm. you ever had any cursed objects or supposed cursed objects in your collection? I have. Out uh, of any of us, I would believe that you may have some. Um, I have haunted items. I don't have any cursed items. Because that would be bad. I, I mean... Haunted items are sometimes just as worse. I mean, yeah, but I mean, a lot of the ones that we have done research on this week all end in death and destruction. Mm, pretty much. Uh, speaking of and which, then death and destruction. And speaking of which, our lawyers have advised you to not seek out these items because it can result in um, any of the following, but not limited to death, destruction, destruction of property, um, your soul being eaten by an elder god. And uh, suicide. That is all true. That is all true. That is all true. Oh, oh, I also forgot. Um, there is a highly likelihood that you would be invaded by the Mongolians. That is also true. <laughs> and we're joking, but we're really not joking. We're actually not at this point in the game. We really, really aren't. The first one I have this week is actually pretty recent. Uh, it's from 1972. Okay. Now, most of the object that, objects that I have researched are still around. There are a few that you can actually go see. Mm-hmm. The first one is called the Hand Resist Painting. Yet again, it, is, it was painted in 1972 uh, by Bill uh, Stoneham. It depicts a young male child next to a female doll. Because that's not scary at all. Yeah, because the dolls aren't freaky enough as the, it is. But in in a picture behind, in front of a in front of in front of a door, and they're holding hands. Now the there's a lot that goes into this. Uh, uh, where my st- the story is that the the oh my god I can't read my own handwriting. Uh, and you made fun of me for that. <laughs> By the way, it took me five times to get that intro right. It happens. Um, it said that the uh, the painting uh, w- would move during the night and would sometimes leave the painting and enter the room in which they were depicted in. Interesting. Uh, first, it was bought at an auction by jo- uh, John Marlene. Uh, and uh, he, uh, wow, I can't, I really can't read my handwriting. Sorry, give me a second here. So, yeah, so it was bought by John Marlene. Uh, and he, he, later, it was actually, um, my God, why can't I actually talk today? Uh, so, yes, it was bought by John Marlene and then a critic who also came to see it in said auction in 72, died but a month later from being in the presence and making a critique of said painting. Yeah, that just sounds to me like a 
an artist was a little bitter and just off someone. Yeah. So uh, the painting was then eventually uh, purchased for one thousand twenty-five by uh, another a Michigan gallery, who later uh, contacted the artist about said story of curse. He was told uh, by the buyer that he recalls the owner of the gallery that the first showed it and critic who reviewed it both died within the year of coming in contact with said painting. Interesting. Yes. So the funny thing is, is the painting is still out there. It has changed hands about four or five times, but now they don't know who owns it. It has just disappeared from public, from public auction. Yeah, so it's in private ownership then. It is now in private ownership now. Okay. After the the Grand Rapids uh, gallery had got it. Mm, have they just not released who owns it? They have not released who owns it. Okay. But somebody does privately own it now. Mm, okay. I mean... <sighs> I've heard about this one, and it's not so much that the the version I heard wasn't that the boy ends up disappearing, but the hands do. Yes. And that the hands, like, will move things in houses. From what I've heard also is that the painter Bill Stoneham said is that it's a representation of the connection between reality and the dream world. Oh, God. So he pissed off Morpheus? Yes. Yay. And that, that was the metaphor of them being in front of a door. Oh, that's... that's Because the two, the doll and the kid, are both in front of a, like, glass well, and I, Yes, I, I remember the painting. I'm just... I never thought it was a door. I thought it was just a window. It's a door. Oh. Then what's the point of the doll in the painting? They never explained it. Oh. I don't know. So, it's a weird abstract 70s painting. Well, I understand that. Yeah. But like, so here's the question. Do you think it's actually cursed or? Strange coincidence. Not that I believe in coincidence. Not that I believe in coincidences either. Especially with a lot of the other ones we have. Um, a little of column A and a little bit of column B. Okay. So maybe there is a curse, but it is not what is being told. I can see that. Or maybe it's not deadly and the deaths were coincidental, but they do do what is said. They're just not as malicious. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think, okay, is it a cursed item or is it a haunted item? This is, I would say now that I'm talking about it out loud, it feels more haunted than cursed. Mm -hmm. And for the audience, I do distinguish personally between the the two. Yeah. Because, for example, one of the ones, one of the items that is oftentimes brought up is the Myrtle, Deep, Myrtle uh, Plantation Mirror. Yes, I, and I almost did that. And that, um, to me, isn't a cursed item because it's, it's not... It, it's, it doesn't have, like, that, that air of mystery behind mm. it. It is actually a haunted item yeah. although i do have one haunted item I mean, on my list seen the picture of the little girl the oh yeah with that that just well me out. and do you know why the, so you know the 
the old um, saying that when someone dies, you have to cover all the mirrors. Yes. Well, the reason why that is, is because back in those days, mirrors were backed with silver. Yes. And so silver could actually trap the spirits, which is why, like, for example, um, werewolves and vampires um, don't like silver because it's the purification and it can actually, you know, trap the entity. Right. So that's really what's behind that. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's so, it, it feels like I, there was a lot more information. I got down the gist of this item. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Do you remember the episode? I think it was Sabrina. Um, the Chilling Adventures of okay, Sabrina. So when show. Harvey goes to the uh, art academy and yes. it's the Lovecraft episode. Yeah, That's what it feels like to me. That mm-hmm. like maybe the artist was compelled by something to actually do it. And then the entity, you know, somehow worked its way into the painting. Wouldn't be surprised. And now, so in that that instance, like now a private collector owns it and like, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Hmm. I don't know. It is interesting at least. Hmm. So I also have a painting. Um, This painting was mass produced by Giovanni. I'm going to butcher the name, so I do apologize. um, Broglin. I'm sorry. Um, In the 1950s, this is one of the first um, paintings that that were mass produced. So it was extremely popular in many homes in... um, the United Kingdom. It was known as a crying boy painting. However, the painting became very infamous when a lot of these houses mysteriously caught fire. Like, and from the reports that I've seen, now I've not delved uh, like really deep into it, but like weird, like electrical fires or like, you know, just, just like weird coincidences. And like the houses were just destroyed like to the ground from my understanding wow. and the only thing that survived were these paintings and because that's not weird at all yeah i mean the painting itself you can still find copies of it on ebay i did happen to pop on ebay to see if there were any um there's also a lot of other crying boy paintings which i just find really creepy personally mm. um but um yeah, the paintings were considered were you know reportedly untouched. There is actually a photo out there of a Bobby or a firefighter who actually is holding the painting, which is like completely intact and it's just surrounded by rubble. So people started getting rid of these paintings because too many of these fires actually started happening. I mean, I would too. That is that is creepy on beyond creepy. Now, I, I understand, like, the appeal of the mass production of artwork, especially this was, what, 19, uh, since early 1950s. Uh, but not that. I would I don't, want a yeah. crying child as a painting in my house. Well, but, I mean, what about, like, um, The Scream or The Anguished Man or... Yeah, I guess um, so. Oh, what's the, the skull by... Um, the skeleton one by uh, Van Gogh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, I'm blanking on what it's called. But, I mean, I'm a huge fan of macabre artwork. So, I that's understand just, the appeal. I, mean, I like macabre artwork, but that just is weird to me. Now, one of the theories is is that the paintings were actually 
um, treated with fireproof chemicals, which I can see that that's only like a rumor. And I, I really wonder if that's like kind of trying to dispel the, the the cursed item. Um, I don't know much about, um, Giovanni's, um, inspiration for it or anything like that. That would be interesting to get in. I was um, about to say, like, that would be interesting to look into why he made this. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, my painting, the kid in it is based off the artist. Like, yes. As, his, as himself as a kid. I mean, with yours, again, like, as I said. It feels like he's compelled to, to do that, it. That almost feels like he was compelled by another worldly being to create the particular artwork which mm. in essence would be a portal mm-hmm. that way I mean, that's so how it explains it. um especially with the um iconography of the door yeah. i think iconography of, i think that's the word i'm yes, looking for that would the, um that would be the, the word so but like with the crying boy one it's mass produced which yeah. is creepy enough in it in and i was about to say it's creepy enough in itself because there's so many copies of it mm-hmm and as I said, you can still find copies of the exact painting on uh, eBay. No. Um, as I as I stated at the beginning of the episode, I do have haunted items. Mm. I am not going to attempt fate by that one. Oh no! I, oh no! My house is too important. Yeah. <laughs> like now, that would be a wonderful experiment if you had the money to buy like a dilapidated house. And then buy that painting and put it in the house and see if the house burns down. <laughs> Make sure you take out like four times insurance. Four times insurance. Be like, well, now, I, okay, I didn't I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That actually is a brilliant idea. Right? I mean, granted, I don't trust like insurance companies because they'd be like, oh no, like it was arson or something. I mean, like, you know, they couldn't be prove like, it. Please, pl- please find the evidence of the arson and tell me that it was arson. All I did. That's creepy enough. Just nothing else in the house. Nothing else in the house. Just the painting. Now, to be perfectly honest, I now kind of want to experiment with that. Just, and not like I'm just going to place it in a corner. No, you need to hang that painting You need to find an old mansion. You take out like an absurd amount of insurance on it. Put the painting in like over the fireplace. And then leave it. And then leave it. And then if it burns down, we know that something, it is, there's some fuckery going on and you just need to leave it and get rid of the painting. Just get rid of the painting. Now, the other experiment would be, do you try lighting the the painting on fire? Are you really wanting to piss something off that badly? I mean. Like, if if you really want to piss something off, I could take you to a graveyard. You can piss off all the spirits there. I mean, has anybody tried that? Like, the houses have burned down and it has survived, but nobody has tried burning the painting itself. uh, I'm not one to tempt fate. So I, I don't even want to come anywhere near it. No, no. Okay, so the next one I have is the woman from Lem or the goddess of death. Because, you know, why not? I uh, was just going to say it's a little on the nose, but okay. I, I, I didn't name it. Um, unearthed in 1878, but likely uh, dates back to more than 3,000 years uh, before that. It's made from limestone, uh, named after the Middle Eastern uh, god, uh, uh, god Kairos, I believe that's C-Y-R-O-S. Kairos? 
I'm not familiar. Yeah, Kairos, uh, where it was uh, discovered, believed to be uh, the uh, uh, believe a crypto C Y P I O T. A fertility goddess. Uh, the the dark tale starts uh, with a, uh, a lord elephant uh, during the British occupied of Cryos uh, or Kripros. Uh, is about he's sorry, I can't read my handwriting yet again. That all six members of his family died within half a dozen years of each other of re- of getting the relic. So that's a member a year. Okay, died. Uh, it then went, traveled westward across Europe, being purchased by a man named uh, Ivar Musini. Uh, where an uh, entire family died within four years of obtaining the statue. It then changed hands to a Lord Thumps, T-H-U-M-P-S, Noel, uh, whose uh, immediate family died within a few years of that, uh, until its last private buyer, Sir Alan Beverbrook, which... Uh, Two, his two daughters and his wife died within two years of getting this idol. Mm-hmm. Now, you can actually, it is, he, well, his family took it and gave it to the Royal Museum in Edinburgh, where you can still go see it. The funny thing is it didn't stop there. Because the curator of the museum died a year after it was purchased for the museum. At the moment, it's behind, like, bulletproof glass. And you can still go see it. I mean, I would have done bulletproof glass soldered with silver. For salts. Um, yeah, ring of salt, ring so of charcoal, ring notice, of bone. So like, it was like six years then four years, then two years, then one year. I mean, I I don't know. But it's still there. So, fair listeners, this is a cursed item that you can go and see. If you have seen it, please leave comments at Oh Midnight Roll on Twitter. We would really like to know if you have seen it for our UK listeners. Or if you visited the UK. Or if you visited the UK. Please tell us if you've seen it. We would really like to know. But that's just chilling. I mean, at least it's not in... Here's the thing. And with something like that, it could actually be that the the idol didn't want to be quote-unquote owned. Yes. So, I mean, technically, yes, it is owned by the museum. Or do you think that there's something, like, organic with it that... Like, if somebody touches it, it spreads to their skin or whatever, and then it gives them, it kills them. Because, I mean, it's thousands of years old. I mean, it's made of limestone. So, I know limestone's porous, but I don't foresee that being an issue. I mean, there are pictures of it. You can go on there oh, yeah. and see it. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. So, maybe, yeah, the thing is that it just doesn't like to be quote-unquote owned, but the muse- it's still in the museum. I mean, the museum owns it, but it's mm-hmm. seen by... Thousands, thousands of, of people. people every day so maybe now it's it's curse is waning or maybe it has to be 
private buyers he doesn't like for say you know he needs to be in the public uh that it for yours yes okay so this next one for me is kind of one of those ones where it teeters between a cursed item and a haunted item and okay. it is a screaming skull a screaming skull. yep it so is like so an actual skull it is an actual skull Okay. So it is located in whoops, um, Burton Angie's Hall in the United Kingdom. Okay. The Screaming Skull is believed to be to have belonged to a woman named Catherine Ann Griffith, and this is a woman who was attacked by bullies and died in the same house in the year sixteen twenty. Uh, the haunted specter is seen near the skull, making terrible noises to scare people off, and even screaming at people who attempt to remove the skull. And where is this held? Um, it is Burton Angie's Hall in the United Kingdom. Why are all these in the United Kingdom? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is called colonialism. Oh my god, that is horrifying. So, like, again, it's one of those things, I would consider this more a haunted item. I feel like this is haunted. But at the same time, it's something surrounding the skull. So it's a aura. So, yeah, it's more like she, my interpretation of this is, like, she's she's angry that she died. And she doesn't want to leave the house, and she will attack anybody who... So she's more of a poltergeist? Mm borderline i'd say borderline poltergeist Mm -hmm. that's what it sounds like to me because usually like angry spirits end up becoming poltergeist Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i think this one is interesting it's not one that i had like run across in a lot of like top 10 lists like a lot of these are i don't think i've seen that any of the lists i saw i thought it was really interesting um i don't know it's just one of those ones where like Kind of like King Tut's tomb a little bit. Mm -hmm. So she wants to be left alone. He wanted to be left alone. And, you know, her spirit as where with like King Tut, they have, you know, obviously tons of rituals and spells to protect it. Well, she didn't have that. So she has to do it herself. Like, you know, Rosie, the Riveter of of Poltergeist. Uh, Poltergeist. (laughs) She's a strong, independent Poltergeist. And And she she don't don't need need no man. man. (laughs) Um... Now I want to make that a t-shirt. I need that as a t-shirt. That'll be one of our t-shirts. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, what do you think? Do you I think... feel it's more of a haunted item and not a cursed one. Okay. So I think we've got a few that feel more haunted than cursed. I think my next one is most... Well, I don't know. The the, the idol of Lem, the woman of Lem, is definitely the cursed. The woman of Lem, I mean, that's an idol of an ancient goddess. Yes. So... More than likely, um, she could be really bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe her effigy was, you know, just I mean, she's destroyed. A fer- she's a fertility goddess. Well, but you also have to remember that yeah. a lot of fertility goddesses and a lot of um, nature spirits were poisoned, essentially. Their effigies yes. were poisoned due right. to the Christian religion. So look at the god Pan or Bacchus. Right. You oh, know, Bacchus. and especially pawn you know having him you know have the image of the devil and obviously the misogyny with the christian religion um sorry audience there is that there unfortunately um so you have the ancient fertility goddesses 
who were turned into demons or succubi or pretty much she she's probably very upset about that yeah and taking it out on whomever and you've noticed that in my in the story it was all dudes mm-hmm. who came in contact with this yeah i mean women died as a result as a result but it were all men who purchased that Mm. item my next one actually is in america oh yes uh rudolph valentino's ring ah um it's it's a very simple silver ring with a tiger's eye stone when Rudolph went to purchase the ring, the shopkeep told him that the previous owner was met with extremely bad luck when he wore it. Uh, that year, he, his next film flopped. He contracted cancer uh, and never fully recovered. Interesting. In the same year, at the age of 31, he succumbed to complications from perforated gastric ulcers. Uh, Worth mentioning is that this was such a rare condition in in that time, they named the condition after him. The ring then passed to his lover, actress Paula Nurge, who fell ill, gave away the ring to a singer named Russ Colombo, and after days of uh, receiving it, was shot in the head, according to uh, uh, accidentally at a friend's house. Uh, he left it to his cousin, who gave the ring to a friend named Joe Casino. Uh, when he finally was brave enough to wear the ring, he was killed when a truck crushed his car. The ring then passed to Joe's brother, uh, stolen by a thief named James Willis, who uh, who bro- uh, Willis sorry James Willis Brook, who was killed running from the police. It then was given to a uh, director, uh, a Edward Small, who gave it to an actor, Jack Dunn, to wear in a portrayal of Rudolph, who died two weeks later of blood poisoning from a uh, ulcer. I mean, at, at some point, oh, it gets just... it get worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. How yeah. many people does oh. this thing claim? It gets worse. The ring then uh, put was put in a bank vault in L.A. The ring's presence did not bode well for them as it was robbed twice. The ring was stolen again by thieves who sh- were shot dead by the police exiting the bank. The bank then went on a three-week teller strike and then burned to the ground. And the ring is nowhere to be found. Okay, so I'm sorry. That's a cursed item. That that's that, that's almost as bad as my next one. Um, I uh, like jewelry, but a fucker no. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting. Um, you were talking about the ring. I actually do have a ring that I think is cursed because I never wear it, and weird things happen. Like when the actor, when the director gave it to the actor portraying Rudolph Valentino in a movie about him, and he basically dies from an ulcer condition. Which, that's kind of ironic. It's ironic, but creepy. Well, it's very creepy. I mean, 
Yeah. At what, what one? At what point would you just stop tempting fate? That's why I think they put it in the bank, and the, and the rig was like, oh, "Hold my beer." <laughs> oh my god! I know who originally owned the ring. It was Sauron. Yes. Yes, it's a tiger's eye. <laughs> so yes. In, in, instead of you, know, the the flaming eye, it's a tiger's, tiger's eye. eye. I mean. Whose ring originally was this? That's because, my question. Like, whose ring was it? You know, he who shall not be named. Like, yeah. was it a piece of his jewelry? Like, that just, like, as for S&Gs, he just was like, here, let me put this in a pawn shop. <laughs> that, that would totally be something I would do. It's like, I create a horcrux. I'm like, okay, this is going to hold all of my malice and hatred. Here, let's put it in a pawn shop, shop. and oh, see what happens. Affluent uh, actor in the 40s? Sure. Awesome. <laughs> God. But that's like how many deaths? I stopped. Somebody shot. Somebody died of an, a rare ulcer disease. Somebody died of blood poisoning from an ulcer. Somebody got shot exiting the bank. And somebody got shot running away from stealing the, the thing. And then the bank that it was held in burnt to the ground after a strike. Yeah, I just stopped keeping track. The, the funny thing is, they don't know where the ring is. It is still out there somewhere. Yeah, no. It is still out there. So, fair listeners... Be weary of simple silver rings with tiger's eye stones. The problem is, like, There's that... There's a lot of them. That ring is, like, seen in every, like, crystal shop across, like, the entire world. So... Yeah, so avoid them. I, I mean, <laughs> Avoid I all of them. I personally don't like tiger's eye, so I will be avoiding that one. But actually, I'm going to go a little bit um, off my script. There is actually, speaking of the Ring of Sauron, mm -hmm. there is actually a ring that is supposedly the one that inspired Tolkien to write about the ring for the Hobbit. The One Ring. The One Ring. Okay. So there is an ancient Roman ring that has a Latin inscription that says the person's name. It starts with an S. I'm sorry, I don't have my notes in front of it's me. Um, it's not Sauron. It is not Sauron. Um <laughs> uh is with god or something like mm -hmm. that well it actually it actually goes back to an ancient tablet where someone who stole the ring and so they have the name of the person stole the gold ring and it's only like a 12 gram gold ring so it's not like huge or anything right exactly but they put on this tablet a basically a curse to bring the ring back so that is an actual cursed item that's floating around. I don't remember. Whoops. Um, I don't remember if they actually found the ring or not. Yeah, well, this one is is it's but, out there somewhere. Like, yeah. It, I mean, so like if you go to a pawn shop and there's a silver ring with a tiger's eye stone in it, but don't buy it. Yeah, I wouldn't. Don't buy it. Don't tempt fate. Don't tempt fate. I mean, this thing has already claimed four lives and a bank. <laughs> four lives and a bank i actually know five lives at a bank yeah i mean whatever at this point who's keeping track <laughs> I just did it. all right so our last cursed item um also has claimed many 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 lives and a bank uh well <laughs> in a country okay so this is the cory no diamond 
It is known as the Fountain of Life. It was originally thought, although we do not have any um, evidence of the original size of the diamond, it was originally thought to be about 186 carats in weight. The mysterious diamond was originally part of the Mughal peacock throne, um, and ancient texts say he he who owns the diamond will own the world, but will also own its misfortunes. So the diamond itself passed from um passed to a lot of Indian kings and actually has circulated all through the Middle East because kings in Iraq and um Iran and uh, that whole area mm-hmm. have all owned the diamond and then eventually was placed in the peacock throne of the Mughals and eventually the um country was taken over was colonized by the united kingdom and right. <clears throat> now the stone which is cut down to 105 carats is currently in the crown jewels on display in london the united kingdom oh. and i know i'm kind of glancing over like the entire history because there are a lot of names i cannot pronounce yeah. and i'm just going to save myself the embarrassment for that right. but i mean there were at least from what i can remember eight to 12 different kings who have owned it and were conquered or mysteriously died. Um, you know, the, the country, yeah, the country was conquered by the Mughal people, um, which when I first read it, I'm not going to lie. I read Muggle. Well, the Muggle people, yes, it's, I'm I'm a Potterhead. So like I read it and I'm like, Oh, Muggles. Great. This isn't going to end well. Um, No, no, the Muggles. And, um, yeah, in right now it is actually currently in the, um, so you can go see it. You can go see it. You can go see in the tower of London and it is in queen Victoria's crown. She's that powerful. She is that powerful. Well, the interesting thing is a lot of the articles that I read, were saying that they were they were all kings who owned it. Oh, so, so since queen. now it's in the queen's crown, oh. that it has actually broken the curse. Oh. But could you imagine, like, well, first of all, you know, a hundred like a chicken nugget. You know, a hundred carat diamond is huge, but an almost two hundred carat diamond. That's insane. That's insane. Of course, the um, natural too, because it'd be yeah. yeah it I was, mean, that's a not. I mean, that's insane to find a natural diamond that that, that large, especially yeah. as flawless as it is. And uh, as I said, the actual then, uh, name is, is it, was it actual natural like? Yeah, because it was found in a diamond mine in I know, India. But like you know, well, it's <laughs> it's not like the um, Hope Diamond, which was originally the Aya Brahma. Yeah. So it wasn't like part of like a Hindu idol. I th- wait, no, hold on. Let me think about that for a minute. I think it was the Hope Diamond who that was the Eye of Brahma. I think so. If I'm not mistaken. If you know any different uh, listeners, uh, let us know. I'm pretty sure that that one is, but I, I there's a lot of cursed diamonds. There's a lot of cursed yeah, gems. There's a lot of cursed gems in general. Yeah. I mean, we're not even getting into like the Orlov Diamond or. Yeah. Um, the one that I'm a little intrigued by is the Briolette of India, because I thought that was cursed, but then it's not cursed, and then it is cursed. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting diamond in and of itself, or the uh, purple sapphire. I don't even would, know about that one. Yeah, the purple sapphire, which is actually an amethyst. 
Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually, forget. Actually, no, I think I actually, that was on one yeah, of the lists I was looking at. That's a pretty common one. Um, yeah. Again, a lot of death and um, misfortune. And destruction. And destruction. And, I mean, we haven't found anything that contained an Elder God yet, so we are still searching for that one. Yeah, I mean, the closest that we got this week was, was the hand... Uh, the the painting yes but uh we will definitely be doing a part two with some of our favorite cursed objects that's it for this week's fellow travelers so have you guys ever run across a cursed item or in this case let's say haunted as well go ahead and tweet us at oh midnight roll on twitter also don't forget to check out our website order of the midnight roller.com for more articles uh, such as this uh join us next week as we talk to mario about his job as a plumber Ta-ta. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OMidnightRoll. Also, feel free to like, rate, and review us wherever podcasts are located. Until next time, good morning and memento mori.